Good morning, strangers. It's good to see you all here today. I'm your minister, Nick. Uh, it's good to be back together. <laughs> uh, yeah, so finally some weather that allows us to gather, and it's wonderful that we can gather here. And what is now Lent, our first Sunday of Lent, as we've missed a few services over the last couple of weeks. Just draw your attention to a few announcements. Uh, after church today, there will be short finance committee meetings, so finance committee could stick, uh, stick around and talk to Danielle quickly. Uh, also, UCW is meeting after church today, so ladies, if you'd like to stay and have a meal together, and I don't know what else you've got planned, but I'm sure it's great. You always seem to have a good time when you're together. So, uh, uh, On Tuesday evening, the worship committee will meet at 6, and the council will meet at 7. And we've been talking about our annual meeting being on March 3rd. We're going to have to delay that, so we'll discuss that at the council, because we do not have all the reports in yet for the annual report, which should have been available today. So uh, once we get all the reports in, the annual report will come out, and then we'll have our meeting a couple of weeks after that. Our choir is welcoming new members. If you would like to sing in the choir, let's talk to Paula Jane, and she'd love to have a conversation with you. Scripture readers list is, is, is out there, so just check to make sure you're not on it. It's good right up until Easter. And also, and there are masks at the back if you wish to have a mask. And also there's COVID test kits at the back of the church as well. If you need a COVID test kit for just to keep around the house or you know someone who needs them, there are test kits at the back of the church. Any other announcements to share today? Oh, hey, happy birthday. Okay, yep, so what's 10.15, there'll be treats and coffee in, in the hall for those that like to come early and have a bite to eat and have some fellowship together. Daniel, Okay, looking for a couple of helpers. So talk to uh, Ms. Scott there. Okay, Danielle. Yeah, daily bread, new daily bread's at the back. So, yeah. Any other announcements to share? Let's just take a moment then to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God this day. In this season of Lent, we recognize that we walk with Jesus, and it is his light that guides us on our way. We welcome Jesus among us here this morning. Let us join together in our opening prayer. Holy God, we gather in this church to offer our praise to you. For all you have done for us, we give thanks. 
we seek your holy presence among us as we gather for the service of worship. And may we take you with us when we go. Amen. Our opening hymn. Opening hymn is throughout these Lenten days and nights. Number 108 for those who use the hymn book. Please be seated. As we go through the season of Lent, walking with Jesus to the cross of his execution, which leads to the life of resurrection, we recognize that we carry things that helped carry Jesus to the cross. And so we now offer to God the sins of our hearts as we seek to be in right relationship with him. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. Lord, as Jesus spent 40 days praying and seeking your guidance, I too seek your guidance today. Help me to cleanse my heart of sin so I may for freely receive your spirit. Today I lay my sins before you and seek your forgiveness.
My friends, the beauty of the cross shows that death has no hold over us as children of God. So know that your sins are forgiven and Jesus loves you more and more every day. Let's join together and sing in our doxology. Praise God from whom all blessings Our response of Psalm today is Psalm 25, found on page 752. God, I lift my soul. My God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame, nor let my foes gloat over me. Show me your ways. Teach me your paths. Remember your mercy, O God, and your steadfast love, for they are as old as time. You are upright and good, O God. Therefore, you show the path to those who go astray. All your ways are loving and sure. Let's sing together, come let us sing.
Good morning. morning. This morning's scripture is taken from Mark chapter 1, verses 9 to 15, the baptism and temptation of Jesus. Not long afterwards, Jesus came from Nazareth in the province of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. As soon as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw heaven open and the spirit coming down on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my own dear son, I am pleased with you. At once the spirit made him go into the desert where he stayed 40 days, being tempted by Satan while there. Wild animals were there also, but angels came and helped him. After John had been put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee and preached the good news from God. The right time has come, he said, and the kingdom of God is near. Turn away from your sins and believe the good news. The word of the Lord.
Let us pray. Lord, we come here to acknowledge that you are indeed Lord of all. And so as we reflect on your word for us today, Lord, be in our hearts, be in our thoughts, be in us as we seek to hear your word this day. Amen. Now, a fair bit has happened since we were last together, you know, three Sundays ago. We had a bit of snow, in case you didn't notice. Storms canceled three services in a row over the last two weeks. I was supposed to travel to St. John one of those weekends, the storm weekend, and, but decided not to go based on the weather forecast, and I'm glad I did. The people who did go from around here ended up staying. They didn't go home till Monday night. You were supposed to be home Saturday night. So I made the right choice. We missed our Transfiguration Sunday service. We missed our Pancake Supper. We missed our Ash Wednesday service. High school students have had a total of three days of school this month. Other things have continued going on in the world. Israel continues to obliterate anyone and everyone who are in their way, refusing to disengage in Gaza, saying that they must put an end to Hamas, while at the same time killing thousands of innocent people. Russia seems to have a bit of extra resolve of late, as America waffles and flip-flops on deals for the Ukraine, as Republicans play politics with people's lives, on the instruction of a narcissistic former leader who wants to get his old job back. Uh, so in result, Putin increases his attacks on the Ukraine and quite possibly saw to the death of his chief political rival this past week. What other news is there? Well, the opposition party in Canada continues to use fear-mongering and spreading lies to divide our nation. People are fighting against much-needed shelters and communities in our province. CBR asked for help after the last storm, and our premier of their province called it a PR stunt. What else? Well, last week, Republicans in politics in the States attacked a black female lawyer based on a consensual sexual relationship she had with a male colleague. At the same time, at the exact same time, they're seeking to perfect, pr protect a convicted rapist so they can put him back in the White House. A major Canadian corporation decided to lay off 9% of its news force, including one of two reporters here in Cape Breton. They made these layoffs not long after announcing they made $450 million last year. And we cannot forget there were two more public mass shootings in America last week. And those are just the ones that are made public. I don't know if you saw, but President Biden said there have been more mass shootings this year than there have been days in this year in the United States. So all of that, I can honestly say I am fed up with the world right about now. I kind of want to dig a hole in one of those snowbanks and just live in those for a while. Now, last Sunday was a big football game. And there's always lots of commercials related to that football game that we don't get to see in Canada. But there was one that caused a bit of a stir. 
and it was sponsored by some religious organization, I'm not sure which, but it talked about and showed people washing one another's feet, using the example of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And the people who were washing one another's feet came from very different lifestyles. It was like different sides of issues or whatever. And so Christians flipped out over this commercial. They were mad about this commercial. They were angry. And I watched the commercial. And I saw like Jesus didn't wash the feet of sinners. Like, really? Do you remember the story? You remember Judas? You remember what Judas did? Judas got his feet washed, had a bite to eat, and then went over to the authorities and turned Jesus in for his arrest and, and, and his execution. That was Judas. Jesus knew this was going to happen. But he washed the sinner's feet regardless. I'm not sure what Bible these Christians are reading, but they seem to have missed the point of the story. Jesus washed the feet of his disciples to invite them into a new life. To be cleansed by Jesus. And he told them to do the same to others. Now it's up to the one getting his feet washed, how they respond to the invitation. Jesus was simply acting out of love for God's children. And he was showing them one way in which to do it and invited them to do the same for others. And then we turn to a reading from Mark today and we read of Jesus going off into the wilderness and I think to myself, man, wouldn't I love to be able to do that and not come back, right? Just, it sounds really enticing, doesn't it? Just get away from the world for 40 days or more even if there's no food. Today we've gone back to Mark chapter 1. And we, so some of the reading may have sounded a little bit familiar because we talked about the baptism of Jesus and Mark uh, a month or so ago. And as typical, when we read Mark, Mark packs in a lot of information in a short amount of time. So in the seven verses that Glenda read from today, we talked about the baptism of Jesus. That was three verses. We talked about his time in the wilderness, which is two verses. And then we hear about what he did when he got back in two more verses. Our primary focus for today is those two middle verses, where Jesus fasted and was tempted in the desert, in the wilderness. It's good to have the context of the, word, the words that are before it, the words that are after it, because it reminds us that Jesus went off into the wilderness immediately after he was baptized, immediately after he received the Holy Spirit and his ministry began. This is the moment the real work of Jesus starts. And what does he do after he's baptized? Does he go off into the city and challenge the leaders to change their ways? Does he go preaching? Does he heal people? What did he do? He went out into the wilderness and he fasted and he prayed for 40 days. Jesus spent intentional, dedicated time with God. He went there to let God strengthen him and guide him for the work that is to come. And this time of prayer and fasting paid off immediately because Jesus was tempted by Satan at the end of those 40 days. Tempted by Satan to give up his earthly ministry before it even began. 
And Jesus rebuked Satan and continued on his way, on his mission to bring people back into relationship with God. And after this 40 days, then Jesus walks into the city and he begins to preach. He says, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Good news. Where is the good news these days? Because as we've already, as I've already discussed, we, all we see are people fighting in the news, in politics, on social media, in this, even in the streets. People are fighting everywhere. I need good news. Please give me some good news, right? Well, there is good news. Sometimes you need to dig a little bit below the surface to find it. We see that nations are finally finding the courage to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. We see people are starting to stand up against the liars and the cheats in politics and in business. People are trying to open a soup kitchen in Sydney Mines. Over the last couple of weeks, we saw people willing to literally crawl through massive snowbanks in order to help their neighbor or to get to work in critical places like hospitals. And people were mobilizing, people were getting organized in their own way to help dig out neighbors and responding to calls for help after this massive, record-breaking snowfall that we had. There is good news, but sometimes we need to look for it. Because often the good news is done by people who are they're not looking to make the front page of the paper or the 6 o'clock news. All they're trying to do is make the world a better place for their neighbor. One simple act at a time. In the movies, The Hunt, these are prequels to the movies of The Lord of the Rings by Tolkien. We see the rise of an evil force in Middle-earth. And one of our heroes is a wizard by the name of Gandalf. And at one point, Gandalf says, Someone believes it is only great power that can hold evil in check. But that is not what I have found. I found it is the small, everyday deeds of ordinary folk that keep the darkness at bay. Small acts of kindness and love. Over the last couple of weeks, when we've been struggling as a community of Cape Breton, where have you seen acts of kindness and love? It could be something you saw on social media or the news or just something you saw in your own neighborhood. What have you seen over the last couple of weeks that are signs of acts of kindness and love? Anybody have a story they want to share? Anything else? When you have a time to speak, the one was before every six of change.
Mm. Yeah. yeah. You see all the times people walk up and down Main Street with shovels over their shoulders just looking for someone they need to be dug out. It's those small acts of kindness and love that keep darkness at bay. It keeps evil from running amok in the world. So even when the world seems to be completely run amok and evil right now at times, remember, there are people who are doing good things. This is our good news, these stories. It's not Putin or Trump or politicians or businessmen. It is the people on the ground doing good deeds, good works for one another. It's us. It's those of us who want to follow Jesus and bring people love and peace, comfort and care. This is our source of good news. There's another quote I want to share from you from our friendly wizard Gandalf. In the movies Lord of the Rings, the group of heroes are being chased by this huge, powerful, demonic monster called a Balrog. And they, they're being chased through caverns and caves, and they pass over a narrow bridge spanning this huge chasm. And Gandalf stops halfway across the bridge, and he stands in front of this massive beast, this pure evil beast. And he takes a staff and he drives it into the bridge and says, You shall pass. And his friends escape. Now, that, that scene does not end well for Gandalf, but his friends are safe. There may be times when we need to stand in the face of evil and stand our ground and say, you shall not pass. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he faced the most destructive force the world has ever seen, the devil himself. And we read in the other Gospels what that he was tempting Jesus with. He offered him power and riches like no one has ever seen. And he could have them if only he would turn away from God. What we're seeing here is that Satan is afraid of Jesus. So why would he be afraid? Why would he pick this moment when Jesus is at his weakest moment? When Jesus was weak without a food for over a month? Why now tempt Jesus? with many earthly riches. Why? Because he knows Jesus is God's son. Because he knows Jesus was sent to turn people away from Satan and his evil temptations of the world. Because Jesus was sent to bring people hope and to bring them back to God. Satan has been working against this. He still works against this. He wants to keep people trapped in fear and sin. The same fear and sin that Jesus has come to set us free from. So that's why Satan stepped in at that moment. At the very beginning. Because he was scared of Jesus. In the book of Genesis, Satan appeared to Adam and Eve in the form of a snake. And what did he do? He tempted them. He tempted them with knowledge. He tempted them with power. He tempted them by saying, you could be like God. And they failed. They fell to his temptation. And humanity became broken. God, we read through the Bible, simply wants to heal the human heart. 
He wants to bring us all back into a deep and personal relationship with Him. So He sent us Jesus. He sent us Jesus so we would stand up in front of the evils of this world and declare it shall not pass. It has no place here. He sent us Jesus so we would work to bring healing and peace to the broken and the suffering. So we, so we would do things like build shelters for people who need housing so they would be safe. He sent us Jesus so that we could seek to live in harmony with one another in lives of peace and love for all. On Wednesday afternoon, I had a message from a friend. It said simply, Nick, can you call me? It sounded urgent, so I dialed immediately. It was another colleague of mine, and she told me about the death of Reverend Allison Etter. Allison is a friend from my days at AST and has been a minister in Cape Breton almost as long as I have. And I, there's been a story in the post, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a beautiful tribute to Allison's life. And the obituary itself is also a beautiful tribute. You see, Allison embodied so much of what Jesus taught us. She fought for decent living conditions for people on the island, the, un, the underhoused. She, she fought for justice, not just here in Cape Breton, but around the world. She did it through her work with the United Church, but also with international organizations she was part of. She did so much, and she did it out of love. Love for her family, love for her church, love for her community, love of Jesus, and love for this world. I don't know if she found the time to do it all, but she did. And now at only the age of 41, sure life is over. Her husband and her two-year-old son, who just turned two last Sunday, will continue to share her love as best they can. Love, kindness, sharing, caring, just little acts of kindness that help keep the darkness at bay, as Gandalf reminded us earlier. That's how you transform the world, not through acts of power, but acts of love. Everything that is broken in the world today all the stuff I started this message with, it's all because of greed and power. People who have power, people who want more power, power has corrupted the world. And this unhealthy quest for power is literally killing people. Innocent people are dying because of this illusion of what power can give you. We're a couple of days into the season of Lent. And Lent is a 40-day journey that is meant to prepare us for the gift and the, and the revelation of Easter. It is a time of fasting. It is a time of prayer. It is a time to reflect on what kind of role Jesus and God plays in our lives. It is also a time to seek to remove sin from our lives intentionally to remove the evil from our lives that has power over us and then turn to God and seek his leadership, his power, because God's power is love. It's not hate, it's not control. God's power is in love. So let's be people of love. Let's turn away from power, turn away from control 
and turn our lives to God and the love he brings to transform the world in which we live. We can do all this as we seek to follow in the footsteps of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Let us sing together, Jesus tempted in the desert. Please be seated. As we seek to be followers of Jesus Christ in this world, to share love and peace with one another and with the community in which we live, we do this through the work of our hearts and our hands and through the work of our church. 
Our offering will now be received. Let us pray. God, as we give ourselves and our gifts to you, bless the work we do in your holy name. Amen. Please be seated. Let us join our hearts together in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ in our lives that has come to show us what true living means in this world, how life can give hope and peace and love and joy. So Lord, help us to follow that life, that example. As we seek to stand in the way of the evils of this world, the evils that seek to destroy lives instead of building them up. So Lord, give us wisdom. Give us peace in our hearts as we follow the one who shows us the way. And Lord, we pray for those in need in our community, for those who are cold and hungry, for those who are underhoused or homeless. Lord, we just pray a blessing for them. And show us ways in which we can be a help, if at all possible, to bring relief to those who are suffering. Lord, we pray for those who are still struggling in the, in the aftermath of the storm. We still hear stories of people digging out and needing repairs and all these things. So, Lord, we just pray that the help comes. And we thank you for so many people who have stepped up to offer help over the last few weeks. And Lord, we pray 
We pray for ourselves, we pray for our church, and we pray for the needs of our friends and neighbors, our family, and our community. We pray for Tom and Oliver, husband and child of Allison. And Lord, may you bring them comfort in these days, especially knowing that Tom's father also passed away this week. So Lord, bring special comfort to that family, we pray. Lord, we pray for all who are mourning these days. And we pray that they will find comfort through us and through you. And Lord, we lift our own prayers to you this morning. Lord, help us to see the good news that as we pray for all of our friends and loved ones and all the situations of this world, as we pray for things like peace and healing and comfort, Lord, we know that you hear us. And Lord, we know that you will act in your way, in your time. So Lord, give us perseverance. Give us patience as we wait. And Lord, give us hope. Give us good news in this world full of bad news. Let us see the goodness that is going on. Goodness that gives hope. Goodness that shares love. A goodness that raises up neighbors and friends and loved ones. Lord, we bring all these prayers to you in the name of, Lord, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we pray together, together the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our closing hymn this morning is, All the way my Savior leads me.
My friends, may we let our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ lead us all the way. As we go into the world, may we be beacons of light and hope and, peace, and beacons of love in a world in deep need of love. The, love that sa- the same love Jesus shares with us in the name of his Father. Let's go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in each and every one of us, now and forever. Amen.